0: From CUK Studios in Kurt Anderson's Conservatory, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley.
1: And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow.
0: On today's show, we'll consider a revolutionary way to treat bacterial infections in our Consider Your Health series.
1: We'll also consider how to cook fruits and vegetables harvested from your own garden with Jen Cornetto Cody from The Amazing Plate.
0: And we'll consider who are the people in your neighborhood. In your neighborhood? In your neighborhood. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from OMG McFlippies. Now with OMG McFlippies Express Restaurants in airports, gas stations, and bus terminals. Grab one of our signature dishes in a questionably clean location. Flip in some off-the-freeway flavor neighbor and the Mr. T Foundation. I pity the fool who doesn't donate right now to help eradicate whooping cough. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. There are many bacterial infections out there that are giving medical professionals trouble.
1: For example, people infected with Clostridium difficile suffer debilitating diarrhea. But the bug often defies antibiotics, so doctors are trying to combat it in new ways.
0: A revolutionary new method is being used to restore good gut bacteria and banish the bad ones like C. diff., Here with a report on what researchers are doing at Massachusetts General Hospital is our very own Alex Truman in a new installment of our Consider Your Health series. Our
1: good friends over at NPR told me about a new way doctors are fighting bacterial infections over at MassGen, so I had to go see for myself. I was met by Dr. James Skatt, who took me to one of the hospital labs where they are working on ways to fight harmful bacteria.
2: So, this is the lab where we're making our little poop pills. Uh,
1: Excuse me? Poop pills? I'm pretty sure I misheard you. Uh,
2: No, I said poop pills. Fecal transplants can be life-saving for people with stubborn bacterial infections, but they're not for the faint of heart. So we've uh, come up with a way to make them more palatable. The frozen poop pill.
1: Fecal transplants? Poop pills? Yeah, That's right. Excuse me. Two hours later, once my highly sensitive gag reflex had stopped making me dry heave, and after I had wrapped my brain around the idea of fecal transplant, I was able to continue my interview with Dr. Scat.
2: Are you okay, Alex?
1: Yes. I think I'm fine now. Please continue with your explanation if you would.
2: Of course. So, as I was saying, people infected with Clostridium difficile suffered debilitating diarrhea. But antibiotics won't work.
1: I know a thing or two about that.
2: Well, in hopes of getting rid of C. diff, we discovered that a fecal transplant will restore the good bacteria that gets rid of it. I see. First, we tried delivering the fecal transplant through a tube snaked down the patient's nose and into the stomach. It delivered the healthy bugs, but wasn't much fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so getting the tube down was tough, and then we worried that if people gagged and vomited, they could inhale fecal matter. Are, are you okay?
1: Once I stopped hyperventilating, and after another hour or so of gagging, I was able to continue my interview.
2: Uh, where was I? Uh, had I talked about the tube? Uh,
1: yes, Yeah. yes. Skip past that if you wouldn't mind.
2: Uh, yeah, sure. We thought a better idea of delivering the healthy feces was in a pill. Once we obtained enough samples, we could test the pills.
1: What do the pills look like?
2: Well, acid-resistant capsules only come in translucent, so they are sort of a brownish-colored capsules.
1: Uh huh.
2: All right, so stay with me now.
1: I'm okay. How much is in each capsule?
2: Oh, not very much. Maybe a half teaspoon or less. <sighs>
1: Okay, uh, have the pills worked?
2: Oh, absolutely. We found very favorable results in our test cases. Out of 20 people, 18 who took the pills had no recurrence of the C. diff infection. And it worked for people from age 11 to age 89.
1: Oh, I'm glad. How many pills do they have to take?
2: 15 pills a day for two days. Alex, Alex, stay with me here.
1: I came to in my own bed. Apparently this interview was just too much for me. It will be a long time before I could go back to a research hospital, I can tell you that much. For Consider Your Health, I am Alex Truman.
0: Now we turn to our new food series, Consider the Taste. Joining us for this segment will be the fabulous host of the popular public radio cooking show, The Amazing Plate, Jen Cornetto Cody. Jen's expertise in the kitchen is very well known, and so we're so lucky to have her taking your questions.
3: Thanks, Connor. I am so glad to be a part of this new series for Consider Our Knowledge. We are taking calls from all over the country and answering your culinary queries. Let's start with Joe in upstate New York.
0: Hi, Jen.
2: Thanks for taking my call. I love your show. Of
3: course you do. What's your question?
2: It's been kind of a weird summer up here, not very hot, and that means I have a lot of tomatoes that are still green. And I don't think they're going to ripen before the first frost.
3: Well, you know the obvious answer, don't you? Right. Juicing them. Yes, I know it's a southern cliche, but there are few things that taste more like summer than a tall glass of green tomato juice. But you didn't call me to get the obvious answer.
2: That's the obvious answer?
3: Let's use the tomato juice as a base. And let's go a little deluxe. Do you know what I'm thinking? No. Milkshakes. Green tomato milkshakes. I can think of nothing more decadent than the freshness of the green tomato, the richness of the cream, and the sweetness of the ice cream blending together into a green tornado of taste. Oh, and to set off the delicate balance of the three, how about some smoked Paprika. 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 But don't just get pimentón or Spanish smoked paprika. Make sure you get Hungarian. That will really make the milkshake. It may cost a bit more, but it's worth it. You can taste the suffering of the Hungarian people in that spice. The Spanish really haven't suffered since the Crusades.
2: Okay, Um. thanks.
3: Uh, you are more than welcome. I think you've just found a new favorite. Okay, up next is Katie from Macon, Georgia. Katie, what's cooking? Or should I say, what's about to cook? Well, Jen, I think you
1: know that in Georgia, we are famous for our peaches. Yep, yep.
3: Big, firm, juicy peaches. It's no wonder people compare them to breasts. Of course, you can't make a breast pie. I mean, you could, but you would go to jail.
1: Okay. Well, I have a whole bushel of George's Finest, and I want to do something that really shows off their flavor.
3: Katie, you know the first mistake people make when cooking with peaches? What? They only use the fruit. They what? Peaches are so much more than the fruit. To really show off the flavor, you need to use the whole peach. So take your peaches and the pits and the stems and leaves and the bark and even the dirt. Get down under that peach tree and just take a big old handful of dirt, maybe two handfuls of dirt, and put it all together in a pot. You want to have the entire essence of the peach tree in one place. Next thing you are going to do, you are going to get a gallon of coconut milk. Peaches and cream are standard, but peaches and coconut milk will make your taste buds sing. Cover the peaches, dirt, and everything in the coconut milk and bring to a boil. Then let it simmer for three, four hours until you have what's left is about mm, the consistency of mud. Delicious mud. What you have now is the base of the most delicious soup you will ever make. You really can't go wrong putting anything in it. Start with the usual combo of carrots, celery, and beets, but then the sky's the limit. I would recommend shrimp, maybe scallops fresh fennel, maybe, heck, if you're feeling adventurous, some psychedelic mushrooms. Anything you put in will just be enhanced by that great peach flavor at the heart of it all. Okay, I guess it will be interesting. That's all the time we have for today. Join me on my show next week when we will talk about revamping Halloween treats to include real organ meat, talk about the many things you can do with pumpkin, and a very special recipe featuring fall leaves, a pinch of cinnamon, and the foreskins of seven to ten Hasidic canters. I'm Jen Cornetto Cody. Eat well and eat often.
0: That's all for this episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from me and Dinah and the best looking news team on public radio, you can always go to our website, ConsiderOurKnowledge.com, for more news and stories. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Consider Our ConsiderOurNo. You can also subscribe to the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher.com. You can also donate to Consider Our Knowledge now, so go to our website and click the Support COK button where you can make a secure monthly contribution to our show. The Consider Our Knowledge team includes Emily Clausen, Marianne Wetzel, Natalie Thorpe, Hobart Willis, Jeremiah Knight, Spencer Cannon, and Libby Mitchell, our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley.
3: Thanks, Connor. I'm so glad. Uh, now I'm going gay.
0: <laughs> it's
2: very in vogue right now.